morning, everybody. Welcome to episode 127 of the 476ers podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about yesterday's Bucks game. Stay tuned. Uh, 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 yeah. Justice for the blind. Just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind. Used to come in- good morning, good morning, or good afternoon, whenever you get this. I hope this finds you well. I hope this finds you in good health. Knock if your bucks. Episode 127. Where do I start? I hate this team. I'm going to start there. I hate this fucking team so much. This team is constructed. This is the 2017 Rockets with a rich man's rich Clint Capella kind of. I'm going to give Joe, I'm going to go through the game, and then I'm going to, I don't even know. Let's start, let's start just going down the line, do the stats. I'm going to do that. I'm going to start there, okay? And then I'm going to give you my thoughts, my broad view of things, if you will. Tobias. He was out there playing basketball yesterday. Tobias is like when you go to LA Fitness and you go to play basketball. And you're like, all right, cool. You get there and you see some guys, you know, you're like, yeah, hey, you know how you doing? And then you're like, hey, um, hey, did was um Tobias here yesterday? And they look at you and they say, um, is Tobias here? Yeah, yeah, I think he uh, he was working out. Yeah, yeah, you know, actually, um, yeah, he, I think he played basketball too. Yeah, oh, he played ball. Yeah, you know how long? You no, know, I don't know how long he was here, but yeah, I think he played. He played a little basketball or whatever. Oh, okay, cool. All right, that's Tobias Harris. End scene. Tobias, that's him. He plays basketball amidst cardio workouts. Um, tried posting up Drew Holiday. Don't know why. Drew then tried posting him up. Uh, just going back and forth trying to post each other up. It's awful. <laughs> Terrible. Um, had one good defensive play on uh, Brooke Lopez. He had one three. It was a three-pointer that I hate that he takes. Ill-advised off a couple dribbles. You know, I hate it. Um, it's not totally his fault. Listen, I don't want the ball in Tobias's hands, but it's not completely his fault. P.J. Tucker played basketball yesterday. Um, finished with five points. Five rebounds, 15 different screams. Screamed 15 times, easy. Screaming, yelling, screaming at officials, spit everywhere. P.J. Tucker is the reason why COVID shut down the NBA. Because with guys like him or like Russ Westbrook, who I said the other day is very expressive, when these guys talk, when they're like eliciting emotion, you just see fucking every germ and everything is just flying out of their mouth. Just everything, their mouth is agape all the time. They're like a fat dude just sitting there quietly. Like that, you know what I mean? But he's celebrating. Joe, we'll save you. Tyrese, not your fault. You played, you played okay. Solid defense, played okay. Um, it's not your fault. James, hey James, he had a great game. It's his fault. One for seven from three, not beautiful, obviously. Um, 
Finished with 31 points, eight boards, nine assists. Low turnovers, that's a good thing. The minivan, again, vibes are off. Shot one shot, missed it. Vibes are off. DeAnthony played really well. DeAnthony Melton, Melton, you have been fun to watch. Actually, I disparaged you when we traded for you. It's not that I disparaged you. I like DeAnthony Melton. It's not that I don't like DeAnthony Melton. It's that, like, they, you know, it's DeAnthony Melton. It's DeAnthony Melton. You didn't trade for, you know, Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon. You traded for DeAnthony Melton. Good. Oh, good. Cool. I like him. Take Shake's position. Take Shake's spot. Sure. Sure. Sure thing. Dan, well, he played. Had a couple of nice finishes. Missed all his threes. He played. Paul Reed played in the first half. Played some solid defense. Then in the second half, Montrez played. They were asking the broadcast, why is Montrez not playing? Because he's not good. <laughs> what's, the, what's the question? It's Montrez Harrell. Why didn't he play? I'm sorry. Where in the stipulations of Montrez Harrell's career does it say he needs to play? Because he's something good. Yeah, he got a six-man award. Cool. When, he's, when has he contributed to winning? When? Show me in the annals of history when Montrez Harrell was the thing who won games for you. Wait, he has been on mad average teams. Matisse, 18 seconds. 18 seconds too much probably. Surprised he didn't foul someone. Um, okay. That's just a quick overview. We had a chance to win the game. We give up a game-winning three-pointer. To Grayson fucking Allen. Tobias, it was your fault. Tobias, it was your fault. Tobias, it was your fault. We lost this game for a lot of reasons. But in that last play, Tobias, you have one job. At some point, though, you lose track of the white guy. The white guy is the one you got to watch. It's, the, it's what he does. He's, he's here to do this. He's here to shoot. It's, he's the white guy. Don't lose track of the white guy, of the YT, the white. Stay on the white. You need to track the white like Jon Snow tracked the whites. Track the same, minus the last season. Don't lose track of the white man. He's here to shoot the basketball and shoot it well. What did Grayson finish with? 12 points. He made two three-pointers. One of them was the game winner. The Bucks were not good yesterday. Brooke Lopez only hit four three-pointers. I find that surprising. It, it felt like Brooke hit 12 three-pointers yesterday. It felt like he was in, in his own three-point competition where he was just shooting threes wide open the whole time. Actually, no, that's not true. Joe, Joe did get out on him a couple times, so I'm not going to – whatever. He was four, six for 16. It's fine. He gave Joe some problems, but that isn't the problem. I'll get to the problem. Uh, Giannis was dominant. I mean, Giannis is great. He's just fantastic. You know what I mean? Just everywhere on defense. He just does a little bit of everything. Didn't score a ton of points. I thought we did a good job holding him. It was This game was very weird. There was not scoring. It was an ugly, ugly game, and it wasn't because of defense. Let me tell you that. It was not because anyone's defense was spectacular. I will say Drew's defense was spectacular, though. Drew, I texted a couple of friends yesterday. Drew gets caught on no screens. I he has it mastered. If Drew Holiday gets to the Hall of Fame, he might actually get to the Hall of Fame. Actually, he's had a solid career, won a championship as the second best player on the team, arguably third best player, whatever you want to say. 
He will go to the Hall of Fame. He was an all-star once or twice or something, all defense a few times. He will get to the Hall of Fame because it's easy to get there. But really, he should get to the Hall of Fame for one reason. And on his plaque, it should be his face and behind him a screen because he gets through it every time. If he was a bug, he'd fly through every screen. There'd be nothing stopping him. He would be an unstoppable bug. He does not get caught on screens. It doesn't happen. Joe, there were multiple position, possessions. And the reason why, and this is important, this is the perfect segue, actually. The perfect segue. The perfect segue shouldn't be told to you. It should just happen. However, I'm telling you this is the perfect segue. There were multiple possessions because of Drew's defense that we actually didn't do a thing on offense until six seconds left on the shot clock. However, the reason why that's happening is because we are back in 2017 where the Houston fucking Rockets are led by the beard you're supposed to fear. And this bearded fucking man is going to dribble for 18 seconds while your big man is setting multiple screens, setting the same screen over and over and over again. Well, get someone like Drew Holiday who gets caught on no screens. You're just set, reset, and then re-re-reset, and then re-re-re-re-reset. The same fucking screen over and over again until maybe you get a shoulder on him and then James can do a thing. I'm going to give James credit for one thing. I have been very critical over the last two or three years that James, A, has no floater, and B, had no mid-range game at all. He's been working on his mid-range game over the last year, and I want to give him credit for it because his mid-range game looks pure. Also, one thing that I want to call out on the TNT broadcast is these motherfuckers, listen, it's not just, it's not TNT's fault. This is the entire world's fault who is not paying attention to things, but it's fine. I'm a Sixers fan, and I've been paying attention to things, even though I don't think our broadcasters even pay attention to this. When, when Joel's year two, after the year, I'm sorry, Joel's first year playing basketball, actually, actually playing for us. Coming from that summer, there was a big story about how he was learning how to fall. He falls on purpose to take pressure off of his joints. It's a thing he does on purpose. And since then, this story got lost somewhere into the black hole. It's resurfaced again now on the TNT broadcast. This. I have known this for five years. For some reason, everyone's forgotten or pretended that this wasn't the thing. Joel falls to take pressure because it's when you try to catch yourself, those sudden shifts in weight on your joints is what cause injury. So trying to avoid injury, he doesn't fall. He, he purposely is not falling. He, he purposely falls. I'm sorry. He's purposely learned how to fall so that he can take pressure off his joints. Anyway, Stan Van is right, though. When you fall and you don't get up right away, which jo Joel never gets up right away. Because he, I think he has to pretend like he's injured or he has to grab his face. I don't know what he's ever doing. He's just laying on the ground. Late at night when all the world is sleeping, I stay up and think of you. That's Joel after a foul or after he thinks he got fouled. He's singing Selena because I'm dreaming of you tonight till tomorrow. I'll be holding you. God bless. God bless, Serena. I love that. I mean, uh, Serena. Selena, I love that song. Selena! <sighs> Joel is not happy here. And it's fucking clear. 
it's abundant. And I don't mean here as in, in Philadelphia and on the Sixers team. I think he's happy with that. He is not happy with the direction of this team. And let's rewind this real quick and take a step back. In my opinion, Joel has only ever been happy twice here, maybe three times that I can remember watching him look like he's having fun. And when I say times, let me let me say times as in a when I say time, it's not just a moment in time, but rather a space in time of months, m- multiple months of happiness. Last year, Joel was very happy playing basketball here. Up until James got here, I thought he was still pretty good, though. I think he seemed happy still. Before that, though, he was ecstatic. He enjoyed it because this team was – he was the unquestioned leader of the team. This is his team. He's talking to everybody. He's yelling, hey, you get here. You get there. Directing the offense, making passes incredible. He's zipping. He's doing everything. He's dominating on offense, dominating on defense because it's on him. Before that was his first year here. Where we only played 30 games, but he was fucking great. The 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 patented up and under on Julius Randle on the Lakers, all of that playing with fucking with pace and happiness. After that, I think was Jimmy Butler. Outside of that, he has been very unhappy here. He's never liked really playing with Ben, very clear, but I don't think they like playing with each other, although I think Joel did better managing that. Then we draft Markel. That doesn't work out. Then we trade. Then we sign Al Horford. That's awful. We traded for Toby. Before that, Joe and Toby have never, ever played well together. And I don't think Joel likes playing with Toby, if I'm being honest, because I've seen multiple times Joel just look at Toby with the look of the look you would give a flat tire. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how Joe looks at Tobias. Oh, I got a flat. Fuck. Al Horford doesn't fit. Then, get rid of Ben. Don't want to play. No problem. You're getting all these guys, guys who can shoot, space the floor, move the ball, throw okay entry passes, and then there's the flat tire still. But it's fine. We can overcome on an 18 wheeler. You can overcome the flat tire because you got 17 other wheels. But then we trade for James. James saying all the right things. Want to be point guard. Want to make it easy for my guy. Yesterday, James shot 24 shots. Joel shot 21. Says a lot that we came back in the third quarter with Joe on the floor, with Joe on the bench. James, James must have been in his dream world, really going down like a, when you heal, when you heal your inner child. Now, this is a mental health thing, but when you're healing your inner child, a lot of times what happens is you're going down past all these old events in your life and you're re kind of uh, you're re uh, uh, redefining them. You're no longer defining, allowing these events to define, be defined by such traumatic experiences, and you begin redefining them, and then you kind of bring them back into the fold, and you begin to heal your inner child this way. And James, having been on the bench for the Rockets, when the they came back in that game against the Clippers down 20, and James was on the bench sulking the whole time. And this group of fucking Josh, uh, what was what was his name? Uh, Josh, um, we almost signed him, but instead we signed out in Brand. I can't remember his name right now. I see his face. He was on the Hawks. Oh my goodness! Won a dunk a dunk contest. I can't I can't think of his name right here. But the headband anyway. Leading this charge with James Harden on the bench. 
James never got a chance to get to feel that again. He got a chance yesterday. He brought it back. He was feeling it. Yo, he was feeling it. He was happy. Joel ain't happy. He doesn't enjoy this. I don't enjoy this. This is why I didn't want James Harden here. Let's take another step back. Not even a step back, but let's go back to last year. The report when we traded for James, and this was concerning to me at the time. I kind of, I think I mentioned it on a podcast, but I just see what happens. The report was that Joel wanted to trade for Bradley Beal. Joel wanted Bradley Beal here. Made sense. They're the same age about. They have a friendship. They both go to the same tribe. I think they work out at the same trainer. I might be wrong. He wanted Bradley here. I, between Bradley and James, wanted Bradley. It's not about the one-on-one upside. Because, again, if you're here on this podcast to talk basketball, then we're going to fucking talk about basketball in the way I'm going to talk about basketball, obviously. I mean, I didn't say anything just now. I just said the same thing three times as if it was really something. I didn't say anything. But we're not going to talk about basketball in these simple terms of this one-on-one. Well, James Harden averaged X, Y, and Z. I don't give a fuck about what the person averages. That's not what defines a successful basketball player. That isn't what defines it. LeBron changed this narrative for people. The story about Michael Jordan, I've said this a million times, is not about the individual greatness. It's about him giving up the individual greatness to fit within the team structure in order to win. LeBron changed a lot of that because he never did that. That's how LeBron goes three and eight in the finals or whatever it is, four and eight, whatever it is now in the finals. I don't know. Is it four and eight? It can't be four and eight. What is, I don't know. He's been in the finals that many times. It's that confusing. That's how you have such a massive losing record because you never really learn how to play with a team. It wasn't totally his fault. I've talked about his career a million times. I'm not here to shit on LeBron. The point being is that people have now been convinced that this individual greatness is still possible. That's not how it works. It's never worked that way, really. And it, and it isn't going to lead to sustained success. So James Harden, who averages a 30, 10, and 10, cool. It's really great individual numbers. It's great in the regular season and in the playoffs, it leads you nowhere every single fucking time. If you are a James Harden fan, I would love you to reach out to me and let's make a bet that we do not do a single fucking thing in the playoffs this year with this team if it's going to be played out this way. If we can't fucking change this offense, if we're not going to actually run an offense, then we're shit out of luck. If the only offense we intend on running is a screen and roll where, where Joel is a screener, man, what a fucking waste of talent. Imagine if all fucking, if Kareem was only a screener, if he was reduced to just being a screen and roll partner, if Hakeem, if Shaq, if any of them only were reduced to being a screen and roll partner, what fucking center, what all-time great center would be happy with that. Newsflash, asshole. Where is that from? I can't remember. Newsflash. They wouldn't be happy. They wouldn't be fucking happy. Joel Embiid is not Clint Capella. You can feel what you want about Joe. It's fine. I'm disappointed in Joe for the first two games. I'm giving Cap, but hold on. Let, let, let me, before I... Bring it back. Joe, I'm pissed at you. Because there are other things you can do on a basketball court to make us be successful because that's what it means to contribute to team winning. 
I'm not happy about this James Harden situation. That's not the only way to win basketball games. It doesn't only happen by scoring. Yes, you need to score points. Absolutely. But fuck, you need to play defense. You need to be engaged on defense. You weren't engaged until the second half. And again, put your fucking hands up. Put your hands up. Nah, fuck that. I'm putting my hands down. You've been listening to Jada Kiss too much. Get your hands up on defense. Please be in a ready defensive position. If, if at the least, please do that. You want to know what's going on with our offense? I'm going to tell you. Basketball. This is why I love the sport of basketball. It's my favorite sport. I love it when they dribble up and down the court. Basketball is fucking magic. It's magic because it's the only sport where energy, and maybe hockey is like this too. It's why the hockey assist is a thing, where energy is getting passed from person to person when there is this ball movement. I've talked about this so many times where you're watching the beautiful Spurs, the beautiful game Spurs, and you see the ball go from A to B, from B to C, and then it hits that corner, and it's a guaranteed make. I, you don't even need to watch the rest of the play. Just count it. Count it and move on. Once the fourth pass happens and the guy's open in the corner, the ref can blow the whistle. Three points. Move on. We don't even need to see it. Because that's basketball. It's the only sport like that. Energy is getting passed on from player to player to player. Good vibes. Motherfuckers are vibing. In basketball, it matters. Basketball is a dance. It's a dance. It's synchronized swimming. It's all of those things. Guys got to be on the same page, moving well together, synchronized. Being friends helps. It's not necessary, but it helps. Our offense has no rhythm. There's no dancing to this. There's nothing happening. It's just James. Dribble. Ah, bop, 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 bop. Machine gun trouble. Step back, step back. Nope. Set a screen. Set a screen. Set that screen again. Okay, step back free. Or dry floater. James looks great. I'm happy for him. I don't ever want to see anyone fail. I'm happy he looks good. This is not going to get us anywhere. This shit has looked pathetic. This looks awful. This is not offense. This is one guy dribbling a lot. When you don't have any rhythm, you end up in these positions where Joel doesn't even know where to go. He doesn't even know what to do anymore. He ends up in shitty positions. He Joel, the, 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 you can critique him all you want, whatever. As you know, if you're here, we're going to talk about basketball and the way I just talked about it, which is not this individual bullshit, but also I like talking about psyches and mindsets. All right? Hey, I'm a life coach. It's the shit that I love talking about. It's people behavior, behavioral shit, emotions. What are your emotions dictating about you while you're on this basketball court? What do I see from your emotions? Well, I see a person who's uncomfortable. He is uncomfortable with this situation. He wears it on his face. The energy is shit. He's walking into the game unhappy. You're unhappy, you're uncomfortable, you can't find your space, and you can't find your rhythm, and now all of a sudden you're trying to do random shit. 
And as the game wears on, it's getting worse. That's how Joe scores 11 points in the first quarter and doesn't score in the second half. I'm not letting Joe off the hook because, again, you can be a force on defense, and that's what you need to do. As long as this is what it's going to be, unless you're going to grab James Harden by the throat and threaten his fucking life and take him up to Michael Rubin's office, break his fucking door down and threaten his fucking life, and tell him, bitch, this is my fucking town. This is my team. This offense ain't going to be it. If this is what it's going to be, trade his bitch ass immediately. Unless you're going to do that, you got to play defense. You got to fucking lock up. I want to see you be a force on defense. That's what you got to do. I'm not letting you off the hook for this shit. It's pathetic. It's awful. You need to speak the fuck up. This is your team. I don't care that James has... James has MVPs, sure. James been about as far as you in the playoffs. Actually, he's been to a Western Conference Finals. Good for him. He lost. We lost in the finals, to be clear. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, that finals that he lost in the Western Conference Finals uh, with, with, with um, Chris Paul, that was the finals that we lost to the Raptors. And the Raptors went on to win a championship. We have been as close to a championship as James has been. Joe, you have been as close to this as James has been. It's a fact. I don't care that he made it around deeper. I know it matters. And when you're breaking all this shit down at the end of the day, it matters. I get it. I, I respect it. I'm just saying he ain't been that far. You can check his bitch ass. And you need to tell him that this is your team. If not, you got to play defense. This is going to be a long year. Nothing that I've seen over the first two games makes me happy. It looks awful. This looks awful. Who's watching this happy? Little baby? Or is it little baby? Who's the one who be at the Rockets games to see James? When he would, when he would be there. It wasn't, it wasn't what's-his-face, Astro uh, World. Uh, uh, it was little one of them, baby or, or uh, whatever. I don't know. It's one of the littles. Got the braids. Not the one who be fighting. It's the other one. Is he happy? He probably for James cooking. Look at him. Look, look at James cooking. Losing by 10. James. Ooh, James. Ooh, what a move. The magician. As Kevin Harlan said the other day. Down 10. That ain't how basketball works. Ain't not one rapper showed up to a Tim Duncan game. Not one. And see Jay-Z in San Antonio. <laughs> and Tim was just winning championships. That's all he was doing. That's all he did the whole time. We have the Spurs tomorrow. Uh, after that, I don't know what we have after that. Let's, let, let me see if I can find this quickly. I mean, this NBA, let, let me be clear about something. The NBA app is awful. The NBA website is, is, is worse. It's all, none of it works good. It, it works so poorly that I just spoke incorrect English. None of it works well. All right, we got the Spurs. Monday, we got the Pacers. <laughs> the Raptors on Wednesday. We'll be two and two until we see the Raptors. Then we'll be two and five. Oh, we got the Raptors back to back. Oh, yeah, back to back. Why does that say away? Well, this is the dumbest app ever. Nowhere in the history of sports 
when you list the teams, has the home team been listed first? It's always Team A at Team B. Anyway, we play in Toronto Wednesday and Friday. That's two L's. We'll be two and four this time next week. Well, not this time next week. Uh, we'll be two and four this time plus 24 hours next week. Get ready for it. Get ready for it. This offense won't beat the Raptors. That I promise you. They're going to lock up James. Scotty Barnes been checking James for for six months already. Fuck, this is going to be bad. Anyway, okay. Spurs, then Pacers. We'll talk before then, and then we'll get ready for the Raptors. Everyone, stay safe. Wash your hands. Uh, stay the fuck away from me if you're sick. Um, Black Lives Matter. Asian Lives Matter. All the all the LGBTQ, LGBT, man, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. All their lives matter. Trans lives matter. All the fucking lives matter. Stop being stupid. You stupid with the O's. Stay safe, everyone. It's going to be a dark. Winter is coming. Winter has come. I've received the White Raven from the Citadel. From the Citadel. And it says on the scroll, Winter is here. That's it, everyone. Take care. Uh, 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 yeah. Justice for the blind. Just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind. Used to come in.